0: Northwestern Medicine, relentless in their pursuit of better health care. Learn more at nm.org slash better. There's a 40-year-old Dutchman who is walking again, Gert Jan Oaksum was paralyzed in a cycling accident 12 years ago and now electronic implants have enabled him to walk more naturally. The question was how how did this happen? From what I've read, they placed devices in this man's brain and spinal cord and these devices communicate wirelessly and it gives him an ability to walk and it allows him to climb stairs. We have to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> we need to know more because this offers so much hope for so many people. We welcome Dr. Joshua Rosenau from Northwestern Medicine. He's the director of functional functional neurosurgery. Does this seem as impressive to you as it does just to the rest of us, or is this something that you've been watching unfold for quite some time, Doctor?
1: Well, thank you for having me on to discuss this work. Yes, to us this is this is also amazing. Now this is a leap in something that we have been following for a long time. So the research group that reported this is out of Lausanne, Switzerland. And of all the groups in the world that have been working on electrical stimulation, people who are paralyzed, they have been the most advanced in this going uh, over the last several years. And what they have mostly been doing is applying electrical stimulation to the spinal cord to make muscles move. So they have, we, we have ways of applying electricity to the spinal cord, and we can vary where on the spinal cord we apply the electricity to make specific muscles in the legs move, make the leg extend at the knee or make the hip flex, things like that. And they have been developing devices to do that. And the advance in this study is that instead of just having a device that controls the muscles from the spinal cord externally, they have married it to these implants that go not in the brain, but they go over the surface of the brain. And in this case, they they place them over the area where we have control of the legs. And they did some special uh, imaging studies to show where the intention to move the legs come from. And they can place the implants over those areas and using some very sophisticated software, when the gentleman who's paralyzed thinks about moving his hip or moving his knee, they've been able to decode these signals using these implants. So when he thinks, I want to move my hip, they get a certain signal, and then that wirelessly transmits from these implants in the head to an external computer. The external computer can then say, okay, he wants to move his hip or he wants to move his knee, and then it transmits that now back to the spinal stimulator, So it's one, it's a brain-to-spine bridge, as they call it, rather than just a spine device. And so, yes, so this is a gentleman who was in their earlier trial of just the spine implant, and after several years with the spine implant, he'd regained the ability to walk, but had hit a a barrier. He hit a wall, and he wasn't getting any better. With the addition of these brain implants and more rehab, so there's a lot of rehab that goes along with this. It's not just flicking a switch and training the device for his specific brain. Yes, he can now walk up stairs that he couldn't do before. He can walk up ramps that he couldn't do before. So even to us, this is very, very, very exciting news.
0: I bet. We're talking to Dr. Rosenau, Director of Functional Neurosurgery at Northwestern Medicine. We're talking about the 40-year-old Dutch man who was paralyzed in a cycling accident 12 years ago. He said he he feels like a toddler learning to walk again. And he said it's been a long journey, but he can now stand up and have a beer with his buddies. And he said that's a pleasure that many people don't realize. So how widely available will this become in the next 5 or 10 years? And is something that insurance will pay for, or are you going to have to sell your house?
1: <laughs> those are all great questions. And and so first, remember, this is one person. Now, my guess is that this research group that did this in Switzerland has more people lined up to either try this technique or who already are starting to participate in it, but we don't have those results reported. Um, so we have to figure this out you know does this work across a lot of people what types of spinal cord injuries is it better for is are there some people with certain spinal cord injuries where this doesn't work as well? Um, we have to get a better idea of the safety of this over time and and how to train the device but but ultimately one of the big things is going to be advancing the technology so that you don't have an external computer meaning that you have a fully implanted device with nothing hanging out of the person where the brain signals can come into the device and then the device can transmit those right to the spine. That will be the true advance. And I think over time, if we can make those devices, they're going to be very expensive. But if we can run good science, then my guess is that we will be able to convince insurance companies to pay for it. I mean, imagine if you think about all of the health problems and all the health care dollars that are spent because people with spinal cord injuries can't walk or stuck in wheelchairs, um, relieving that disability can both mean a lot to someone's quality of life and also can save a lot of healthcare care dollars.
0: Right. And, and as a neurosurgeon at Northwestern, I would imagine you plant devices in people, right? I mean, devices are in many people right now for a variety of reasons
1: yeah so so the field of neurosurgery that I'm in, functional neurosurgery uh, deals a lot with implanting devices in people. so both of these types of devices, both the brain device and the spine device, are of types that we put in for other conditions so the the procedures and the surgical techniques are very familiar to all of us
0: interesting. and what kind of devices are we talking about? like what do you do on a weekly basis? when it comes to devices that you're using to help your patients?
1: So, for instance, we implant uh, electrical stimulators in the brain to help people who are suffering from uh, Parkinson's disease or tremor uh, or epilepsy. Uh, We implant devices in the spine to help people who suffer from various chronic pain conditions.
0: Interesting. We've come a long way, haven't we? (laughs)
1: True. This is, this is a, a, very, a very big advance in this, and uh, it's, it's a wonderful thing to see, and I think it gives hope for a lot of conditions besides spinal cord injury. If you think about things like people who've had strokes and can't maybe walk or move an arm, people who have Lou Gehrig's disease and still have their thought processes intact, but their body won't move, um, there are uh, a lot of possibilities that this may open up uh, to help folks out.
0: Thank you so much for explaining it to us. Thank you for um, for being there to take care of patients and give them a new life.
1: Thanks, and thanks for inviting me on.
0: Dr. Joshua Rosenow, Director of Functional Neurosurgery at Northwestern. Steve's News is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom on 720 WGN. Chicago.